0: building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution?
1: Hey, this is Coach Freddie, and I'm here at the Southern Hemp Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're at the fairgrounds. I'm talking with Doug Fine. How you doing, Doug? I'm, uh, I'm feeling iry. I'm feeling blessed to be alive and extra icing on the cake, hanging out with Coach Freddie. There you go. Yeah. So uh, I know you. You're doing a lot. You've written books, and you're a farmer, and you've got things going on in different parts of the country, and uh, you live in New Mexico, correct? Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about your ventures this year and just a little, a little synopsis. Okay. So,
2: first of all, bah, I'm proud. First and foremost, a goat herder. I'm holding in my hand now, as we speak, a hemp plastic goat. Um, it's um, it, it's a it's a hemp plastic goat. People are interested in it. They're, people are into it. And. Um, it's uh, it's 3D-printed from U.S.-grown hemp, and it's good goodbye Pacific Garbage Patch. But at home, I, I feed my goats hemp, I milk my goats, and my life is centered on my ranch, uh, the Funky Bee Ranch, and uh, my family. But they are in support of the fact that, given that New Mexico hemp doesn't start till next season, 2019, uh, uh, my projects are in four other states this year. Um, I am blessed to be part of the Colville Conservation District's Hemp Project, that's part of the Colville Tribe. that's the Colville Tribes Hemp Project. The first permanent Native American project, 100 acres in the ground. We're doing a, a roasted seed product and it's just been so such a fun to design the packaging and taste the seeds and experiment with the roasting and it's a great, great team there. So, uh, my second project is I'm a hemp seed uh, research developer with the University of Hawaii. Um, that's a fun project because I get to go to Hawaii a lot, and uh-huh. um, I enjoy that. And um, learning about tropical agriculture is new and fun. Um, anything new and fun we learn, Freddie, I think, is uh, puts <laughs> off Alzheimer's. That's it. That's it. Keep keep our brain active. Right. A little bit of CBD in there too. That's gonna help CBD and, and plenty of other cannabinoids. Yes, terpene. So uh, the two other projects I have are entrepreneurial. I'm uh, growing <clears throat> with partners in uh, Oregon and Vermont. Okay. Both great hemp states here at the early mm-hmm. years of hemp, and um, I've got a value-added product here also. in my pr- uh, called hemp in hemp that um, I grow uh, for that product. It's uh, infusing the flower by a decarbo- decarboxylation in the hemp seed oil from the same plant. So it's a fertilized flower, Freddie, because I think everybody's happier when they're dating. And in addition to growing for that. Um, Product. Uh, I'm also developing a cultivar called Samurai. That's what they call a tri-crop. It's really these days I'm almost ready to call it a quad-crop. It's uh, showing immense promise. Is a nutritious seed side of the plant. It's bulky. That's why we call it Samurai. Out the fiber, the flower is uh, a nice cannabinoid balance that has uh, interesting profile, including some CBC, an interesting cultivar associated with relaxation and mm-hmm. anti And then that fourth leg is phytoremediation. It's being there are studies underway at you know, a couple of universities about whether this cultivar might help clean up, for instance, uh, coal, former coal mining land. So those yep. those are, other than filming the TV show called The Family Farmer Adventure, are, and I'm working on a book, follow-up to Hemp Bound. That's it, buddy. Other than that, I'm just laying around <laughs> lounging.
1: <laughs> well, you need to add some more things to your, your oh, schedule, Doug. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, I want to thank you for being a guest on the IHAP Revolution. And we're going to run into each other again, I know. I think we're planning on the
2: next time, Vermont visit. That yeah, yeah, that next year, early next year, yeah, I think so.
1: That would be great. That's Anytime what I see
2: you, you're, doing, you're, you're um, this ambassador that's helping uh, spread the word. You spend a lot of time on hemp yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. So Pennsylvania, all over the country there and in hemp fields, that's really great. And I love the what you're doing, you know, you. all across the country. Everybody knows you. Hempbound hemp bond is great. Thank you. You know. So keep up the good work, Doug. Likewise. I'm so glad to be in this
2: uh, in this with you, Freddie. These are the good old days, I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: Love you, brother. Well, it's Coach Freddie, and I'm uh, here with uh, Brandon Pitcher with Blue Circle. And uh, how you doing, Brandon? i oh, good, Coach. Good to see you today. Yeah, yeah. This is almost the end of the uh, Southern Hemp Expo. Yeah, it's been a great
3: time for the first year. It's been quite a success.
1: Yes, Yes, it has. So tell us a little bit about Blue Circle and your journey building that brand.
3: Yeah, okay, well, you know, we started a few years ago uh, just looking at other companies more to like invest in it. And then we started actually in uh, getting more involved in projects like farming and genetics. And so uh, currently this year we're at about 130 acres in Kentucky that we're contracted with, uh, hoping to scale up quite a bit next year um, in several states, Wisconsin, Illinois, uh, Kentucky, and New York. Uh, looks like maybe West Virginia will be our main focuses next year Okay, uh, going in, and I think the Midwest is going to be a great place for hemp. Of course, that's where I'm from, so I might be biased. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> of course, right, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, but historically, I believe that's where hemp does best, and uh, if we get the right kind of genetics, you know, yeah, this year we're having issues with things like botrytis, and, and uh, septaurus, leaf spot, you know, mold, stuff like that. So, yeah, But it's yeah. expected of in the
1: the rain right yeah, now. Geez. Yeah. yeah. I was in Pennsylvania, and, and uh, it was raining there, but their crops are looking good, though. Good. When I 92 acres there.
3: Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think you see more and more of that. I mean, we were at an event uh, last week with around 150, 200 farmers in Kentucky uh, with the Ag Extension talking about hemp, and uh, they're yeah. promoting it. And, and you're seeing a lot more people you know, open and interested in all the uses of the
1: plant. You know? Right. Your main interest is in CBD?
3: Uh, Well, I mean, it's it's, it's more, you know, always in in helping support the industry, and CBD currently is what most people are are enamored with right Right. now, but I see that being uh, maybe short-lived, you know, I mean, I think people will use it, but the the margins will go down, and so people It's just uh, won't be as exciting of a business opportunity as it has been in the last few years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's still going to be a great business opportunity going forward. And then other cannabinoids, you know, there's many different ones, you know, know, so you can name whichever ones you choose. But if you can figure out how to get to those and and, and scale those up, I think there's always going to be economic value to that. Yeah. And moving into terpenes and, and other things you know that could be used yeah. that, that, that i think it's currently endless potential right now but, but it's always figuring out the economics and chasing the money so that's where cbd comes into play today uh, but i would prefer to see that you know grain and fiber still become economically attractive for for a lot of farmers around
1: the world what's your plans for next year
3: uh we're starting a, a new retail chain store you know in indiana This is my home state, so we're starting with one of those um, um, about 800 900 square foot store that'll be really nicely designed as an old school apothecary, you know, 1920s, uh, you know, in that style. So it'll be neat, you know, yeah. And then that'll be a way to educate the community. You know, we'll host a lot of events. We've got the pharmacists involved, and doctors involved, and nurses involved to to start, you know, helping people through the community on what these benefits are. Um, And also, we we want to uh, focus on expanding our farming and getting. uh, certain genetics out to, to the producers for us so i think uh, if we could you know do two to three thousand acres next year that would that would make our clients very happy you yes. know and, and i think i think they could still take more <laughs> there you go
1: yeah it, it, i think it, it's going to be growing in every direction I, you know it's, it's starting already so yeah yeah that's good so uh and any last words for our audience here
3: Oh, I just say, you know, if you're interested in farming him, do it right now, you know, get involved and pushing if you're in a state that can't do it, get your legislators engaged and educate them and, and meet people who have done it, you know, and, and then just try to be a part of it. And now's a great time to be an innovator and an entrepreneur.
1: There you go. All right. Thanks, Brandon.
3: Thank you, coach.
0: I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on Facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host.